Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. There we go. Let's do this. We just got back from Austin, and boy, are our arms tired. Hi, ho kids, and welcome to Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Foosball Sowash. On this week's extremely disjointed and random roundup, the dumpster fire at Career Builder rages on. Stop me if you've heard that one before. Robot baristas, Uber for humans, and the greatest advancement in desk technology ever. (laughs) Strap an iPad to your head and get geeked. We'll be right back after a word from Job Ad X. This is the sound of job search. This is the sound of job search defeat. Job search can be frustrating. Job seekers run into the same irrelevant ads, page after page before they find a match. When job seekers aren't engaged, conversions are low, budgets are wasted, jobs go unfilled, no one wins. But job search doesn't have to be defeating. JobEdX's Smart Search Exchange references 400 data points to select the most targeted jobs and delivers what job seekers really want to premium ad units across our network. Score! That's the sound of JobAdX's relevant results, attracting a qualified candidate and filling your job faster. Find out how to improve your job advertising campaigns and increase candidate attraction and engagement by emailing us at join us at jobadx.com. JobAdX. Together, we can save job search. Yeah, I still think the guy should be saying like "fuck yeah" instead of "score." We need to we need to get that uh, edited. The first the first uh sounds a little bit like you. <laughs> when you get uh, frustrated with me. Uh. I think I'm going to talk to uh, our buddies over at Job Addicts and see if they don't mind if I actually cut out score and then I'll just say, fuck yeah. And then I'll just go ahead and insert <laughs> that in there. I think it'll be great. It's awesome. Are we going to see them in Phoenix next week? Yeah, we are. I think yeah. over a few drinks, we can, we can probably get that done. Yeah, get them all lubricated and agree to a totally... <laughs> Not safe for work ad. Uh, We just got back from Austin and I can't remember the last time I've done a podcast without looking your ugly mug right beside me. This is this is interesting. This is this is uh, this is pretty refreshing. I'm going to enjoy a weekend free (laughs) from Chad Sowash because I have to turn around and see you again in Phoenix. And I hope to God, unlike Austin, it doesn't rain in Phoenix uh, with with fairly moderately neutralized coldish weather, uh, <laughs> I say that because we came from Canada, so it felt it did feel warm, but it would have been nice to see a little more sunshine. Yes, but as in Austin, and and thanks to the amazing hospitality from uh, Tauru, we had great opportunity for amazing food. Franklin's barbecue. Franklin's, yeah, they brought Franklin's barbecue in. Uh, I mean, we worked our ass off while we were there. I mean, we were playing foosball. We were, you know, we were racing down the the hallways on scooters, Cornhole. ping pong. I showed you how to hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> if, if, God. if you're not following myself or Joel on Twitter, you need to go to Twitter. Just, I mean, I'm the only Chad so watch on Twitter, obviously probably the only Joel Cheeseman follow <laughs> us. There are some hilarious fucking videos. I think we might put them on LinkedIn too of, of Joel trying to overboard. That was awesome. That was, that was worth the entire trip. I don't know how kids can just zoom around on these things. They're like death traps. It's practice, man. It just takes Jeez. practice. Yeah, I guess so. I got to say the the Tower team was awesome. Treated us like a couple of podcasting kings. How many cases of beer did they uh did they buy for us? Yeah, yeah. If you go if you go on uh Twitter or LinkedIn, I probably or Facebook. We might have put it on our Facebook too. Yeah. Uh you'll see the pile of uh of, of beer cases Stats. <laughs> it's awesome dude yeah. so yeah so there's going to be some great content coming from thad probably next week we're going to drop an interview with with thad price ceo yep ceo over at uh Tauru. and uh then we've got some super secret stuff that's going to happen uh in the weeks upcoming and that's all we can say about that gotta wait for it Get them all hot and bothered, baby. <laughs> Loop them up. Some super secret detention coming up. Oh, coming shit. Your way. Okay, shout outs. Uh, another shout out uh, to yeah. Nuvu. I still don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, I think it is. Some yeah. French Canadian thing. Uh, sent yeah. me a pair of socks. I think sent you also a pair of socks. <laughs> yes. And with all the swag I'm getting, like I'll never have to buy clothes ever again. Um, except for maybe pants. I have not gotten a pair of swag pants yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Give me some nice Daisy Dukes, somebody for the summer. I hope nobody I will rock those bitches. Yeah, yeah. No, so thanks. (laughs) Thanks for thinking of us, Michael Oldell and the uh, team over there at Nuvu. Uh, John Headland. Okay, so John fired off a message to me. Mm -hmm. He watched our, you know, the gathering panel intro. We did it on video. And uh, he provided some solid feedback on what Chad and Cheese actually means to him. I, I, I had said like something random. What are we, Santa Claus now? What Chad and Cheese <laughs> means to him? Like, God. <laughs> hey. They're fans allow, though, right? I love you've it. You've got to allow. Yeah, what you've got to allow to them. You. That's great. Okay. <laughs> we've got we've got to allow them to bear their soul to us, Joel. Come on. I guess. But yeah, no, gave us some great feedback. So thanks, John. We appreciate it. Fantastic. So uh, I got a package from FedEx today. Oh, nice. Um, and it had our our travel sponsors swag in it, at least delivery one. Uh, Shaker Advertising. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't, for those of you who don't know, is, is sponsoring some of our travels and mm-hmm. are equipping us with some of the highest tech gadgets on the planet, including trucker hats, uh, <laughs> New carry-on luggage, polos, backpacks, uh, backpacks. Yeah, they're going to outfit us like a couple of middle schoolers. Yes, as we venture around the world, and so my luggage and shirts were delivered today. So nice. not as exciting as the trucker hats, which are stuck in China, I guess, being made. But the luggage is really nice. So Shaker Man, thank you guys. Uh, the the polos were great. I think they're Nikes. Um, I'll be looking great on the green this summer. Uh, much appreciated. <laughs> Big shout out. Yes. We'll by be, green, I mean uh, top golf. Yes. Traveling traveling with Chad and Cheese. You'll be seeing more videos and all that other fun stuff. Brought to you by Shaker Recruitment Shaker Advertising. Shaker Recruitment Advertising. Shaker Recruitment Chicago Advertising. Owned. Chicago owned. Chicago-based. 
Hung Lee, he loved uh, the Isim's Throat Punches Indeed line, and he gave us some love <laughs> on recruiting brain food. So that, uh, that was pretty awesome. Thanks, Hung. The Brits always like the violent, the violent <laughs> nature, violent nature of us Americans. So they always love that. They they're way too proper to have a headline like Isim's Throat Punches Indeed. Yeah, but they can share that shit, though. Which, by the way, shout out to Indeed, who is right next door to Talru, which is oh, kind yeah. of an interesting dynamic. We went by, uh, gave them a big ch- like cheers, wave to them. Uh, we didn't get past security, of course, but we did see uh, the building and said hi. So shout out to our, our friends at Indeed. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Alan Fleur. Hey, man, he, he wants Such an more. asshole. Alan wants more virtual beer toasts, which brings me to we need to do more Demopocalypse. We need more Demopocalypse. So if you're out there in your company and you want to highlight uh, new features, new platforms, products, or whatever it is, and you want to do that via Chad and Cheese video, then uh, reach out to us. Go to the website, hit the little contact us area, and uh, let's talk about Demopocalypse. Demopocalypse. I just made that up. It's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Lily Valentine. There's no okay. E at the end of it. So I don't know if it's Valentin or Valentine. Mm. So I'm not sure. Lily Valentin works for Adzuna. Oh, okay. Big fan. She says the whole office listens. They're, they're, the company's a big, big supporter of the show. So Lily and the group at Adzuna, shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening. Well, guys, you need to have a listener party that's kind of like a book club. You get together. And you bare your soul and you talk about the, the Chad and Cheese podcast that really moved you. <laughs> We're bringing together companies like never before. That's exactly That's right. A beautiful, beautiful thing. Yep. My last shout out to Holland Dumbeck and uh, James Ellis, uh, both branding lovers. You are going to love enjoy some of the gathering pods that we're going to be dropping in the next week. So once again, we were in BAMP for about a week or so, probably the best branding awesome conference. Uh, and we're going to have some some really cool interviews that we're going to be dropping. So stay tuned. Did you know Forbes rated the gathering the number one conference to attend for business professionals? Do, well, I know why now, because I actually attended. And I have to say that at the end of conferences, I am fucking conferenced out because of talking with people. Just There's just so much, right? But at this one... Dealing with me. Uh, yeah, being with you. This time, I was total... I was fucking fanboy. I mean, it was ridiculous how cool it was and the type of content that was brought to stage. We go to great conferences throughout the year in the recruitment industry, but this was something that was entirely different and new. So it was really cool. For sure. And we're going to be spitting out some great content from that show here in the coming weeks. Uh, And speaking of the show, shout out to Leighton Davison, uh, who was a volunteer from the show. Uh, He was there for our our segment. Uh, He became a fan during the segment. (laughs) Wanted to connect on LinkedIn. We were like, yeah, sure, dude. And he thought, wow, that's really, really cool. It's college student, just getting a start. Nice Canadian kid, Leighton. The shout outs for you. And I will end uh, my shout outs with a company in Japan called Piala, which I'm probably misspelling, but it's spelled P-I-A-L-A. Okay. As a non-smoker, uh, I've always complained when I was in the workforce about how much time smokers got extra. <laughs> <laughs> by smoking. I mean, it's literally like an hour a day that they get you know, yeah. not not working. So anyway, Piala, Piala, whatever, uh, is giving non-smokers 
six extra days off for vacation because they have, I guess, so many smokers and they want to reward the non-smokers who have been complaining. Apparently, there are a lot more smokers in Japan than there are in uh, the U.S., so it's a little more culturally different. But uh, I, I applaud them for taking a stand for non-smokers and giving them a little extra perk, which they've been deserving for a long time. And with that... Really quick on the event side, go to chadcheese.com, click on the events link all the way in the upper right, and you're going to see that we're going to be at TA Tech next week. We're also going to be at TA Tech in Chicago in April, in Lisbon in May, in Austin in uh, September. We have a discount code there for you. We're going to be at Smashfly in June, uh, Transform, then Wreckfest, which is going to be in London and about 3,000 fucking attendees strong and unleash in paris so go to tatchies click on events and uh there's some discounts that are there for you not to mention it's where we're going to be you should be there too we're saving you hundreds on your conference traveling this year easily so, easily yeah, so. love us so there's some gossip out there we got some gossip big gossip we love gossip and our our sources are pretty solid like oh they are we we have a trusted group of anonymous people uh, who trust us to keep the, their names out of it, uh, but are more than willing to let us know what's going on. So we got some new gossip out of Career Builder uh-huh. uh, this past week. Apparently, some more big names in the C-suite are getting axed. They got to be running out of C-suite executives to fire. Like I don't know, there must be so many because every <laughs> month there's a new firing. So anyway, the gossip is Pete Jansen, uh, who was VP of new Bi- of the New Biz Group. Uh huh. Uh, was axed. Uh, we got Megan Mubach, hopefully I'm saying that right, who was VP of sales. And we got Alex Madison, who was a manager of enterprise sales. So the heads yeah. keep rolling at Career Builder. And thank you guys, our anonymous sources out there. Hopefully you don't get fired anytime soon because we <laughs> love the info that you're giving us, which clearly states that our sources aren't necessarily VPs. They're like in the trenches. And I kind of like that. No, totally dig that. So it's like adding more logs to the dumpster fire. <laughs> I want to add, because uh, we're having a running list of companies that won't talk to us. Uh-huh. I, I'm almost, should we add Irina, CEO of Career Builder, to this list? Oh, yeah. There's no question. I mean, we you reached out to them through PR, right, to be able yeah. to see if, if if she would be on a panel or, or even do an interview with us, and it was a, a, a big fucking no, right? It was a no, but it was a no like, oh, she's busy. And yeah. can we send somebody else? So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, we're not going to talk to you. But yeah, I think uh, Irene, if you're listening, and obviously the, the title of this will be like Heads Roll at Career Builder or something. So we know that you guys are listening. Irina, we want to get you on the show. We want to find out what's going on. The text kernel uh, acquisition, what's going on there? Uh, what's going on at Career Builder. So if you're out there, Irina, give us some time, come on the show. We'll be nice. We promise we will be tough as usual. Tough, but fair. I mean, the, the only the only opportunity you're going to get to be able to uh, actually get your message out there on this show is to be on the fucking show. So there it is. Yep, yep. So to all those people who won't be on the show, <laughs> it's back, uh, baby. 
Fuck. Okay. So that should be, I think that was actually IBM uh, for apologizing (laughs) (laughs) for, for using ethnic labels like yellow and mulatto in their, in their applicant tracking system. So this is, this goes under the, what the actual fuck happened here. Uh, IBM apologized Tuesday after one of his, its recruitment web pages powered by Brass Ring, who they own. Gave applicants the option of using racially insensitive terms to identify themselves. The process took job seekers to a drop down menu that included, among Caucasian, black, and other options, yellow and mulatto. <laughs> I just, this is almost a joke. Like, I hope somebody in technology like copied and pasted a list of like nationalities from the 1940s. Oh, and fuck. then like jokingly copied and pasted as the new code for the drop down. Cause this is totally ridiculous. Like yellow. Seriously. Yes. yes. Seriously. Yes. Mulatto. They, they said, they said it was copied over from an area of the world where those are used commonly. I'm paraphrasing, but still this is what happens when you don't give a shit about QA and QC and the process, right? Um, IBM, they're, they're a global organization that has downsized considerably over the years. And I know the guy who would have been in charge of ensuring <laughs> that this did not happen. Needless to say, he doesn't work at IBM uh, anymore, yep. but bad uh, dude. Pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah, no, he dude, he would have been 100% QAQC behind this entire fucking thing, and he got axed. They laid, laid off uh, like over a year ago or something like that. Yeah. So, dude, all I have to say is, what the fuck? Not just to IBM, but you and I were talking about, you know, on the brass ring side. It's like, do you not have triggers to be able to say, oh, wait a minute, you're a dumbass. Don't do this. <laughs> Well, and it's a word of warning to anybody like IBM is a big ass company with a lot of, you know, committees and, you know, fail safes, apparently, allegedly, like it's probably a good time if you haven't go check your ATS, go get, (laughs) go, go to the drop down menu for like nationality if you ask it or whatever, and make sure that everything is PC and not going to piss anybody off because literally like a job seeker recorded this on video and put it on Twitter yeah. and totally called them out. And so everybody embedded this video. So it's there forever, yes. uh, which is great. But yeah, don't put yourself in a place where someone like IBM can be embarrassed and, and really quite offensive, actually. I mean, yellow is cra- yellow is nuts. If you're a company and you're not doing quarterly audits on the actual process, I mean, it, especially at before you do any type of rollout first off that's when audits should happen but still to continue to do the the audits not just on content but on process well it doesn't help that ibm's brand is kind of like crusty and old anyway right so now now when i apply i see you know references from the 1950s (laughs) of you know yellow and are you yellow was red on there too? As we talk about the 1950s, then we're going to slam this podcast into like 2118 really quick with this new <laughs> telepresence human Uber thing that you posted that just totally freaked me the fuck out. So so, so where did you find this thing? I, like I had to check the calendar to make sure it wasn't April Fool's. <laughs> um, but apparently... Apparently, there's a company uh, that you can hire someone to go to things for you. So, a literal person 
will go somewhere. In this case, it's an office. Let's say, let's say you're traveling and you want to be at a meeting, maybe an all hands thing or something, and you can't right. be there. So you hire someone to go for you and they <laughs> strap a tablet slash iPad to their face, to their face. And then your face is on the tablet. So like you're actually there and then you can see the event or basically you see what they're seeing. Yes. And you, your face is basically replaced on their body. And it, it looks, I mean, it's almost like slave labor that you strap a tablet to these people and they're walking around and being there for you. I guess it's Uber for humans. Yeah. Um, but I think like we're, we're sliding so far down the wormhole that we're just, we're struggling to find startups and businesses that aren't just totally ridiculous. Uh, and this is one of those Uber for humans. I'm waiting for this to like intersect with Tinder where you oh, go on God. multiple dates with multiple, you know, people <laughs> at the same time and other people strapping tablets to their face, or maybe it's like, you can go on dates, but not be on dates. And then someone oh, else dresses far. up for you. And then it's that's like two far. tablets speaking to each other on a date. Yeah. But does the person who's wearing the actual iPad face get lucky if it's a good one? I mean, I don't understand. See, that's just to me. Do they have to have sex? Do they have to have sex with the tablet on? I would say yes. And, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think you've gone a little bit too far there. So I'm well, going to take a step back. That's where we're going, dude. We're going so far. <laughs> we're talking about yellow on a drop down for nationality. Uh-huh. And now we're talking about sex between people with iPads on their face. Yeah. 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 So everybody, uh, probably everybody out there has seen those little robots, those rolling robots who had the iPad attached to the top of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen them in commercials and that kind of shit. This is just like that next step. I mean, I thought it was creepy before, but now they're calling it a chameleon mask. And the the surrogate humans uh, are, are actually the, you know, really the vehicle versus this rolling bot thing. The, the actual creator in Japan, go figure, yeah. uh, said uh, it provides a way to attend events remotely using another person's body. It's surprisingly natural. Says it's <laughs> what? It's surprisingly fucking creepy is what it is. Yeah. If I start walking around like the world and I see people with tablets on their face, like I'm going to lose it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're going to start seeing this in, in school, like college kids are going to no. send these people to tests and shit like <laughs> fucking absurd. We should get these guys on firing squad. Yes. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. And it, it's got to be some video component to it because they have to have they have to have somebody else's body with their face doing the interview. Uh huh. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. Oh, like, we have to do TA Tech in Japan and we'll oh. like, get these guys to do some employment angle and we'll get them on stage. <laughs> we'll talk to Peter about that oh next God. week. All right. It just gets weirder when we come back, but let's take a break. Listen uh, to a word from Canvas and we'll talk uh, some silly automation stuff. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. 
We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Dig it, Cannabis. A little teaser, we're scheduling uh, a face-to-face interview with Amon Brar, CEO and founder Spoiler. of Canvas, to get to the bottom of this whole acquisition thing and, and what's in store for, for that company, as well as text messaging, automation, AI for, uh, for his business and the industry as a whole. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's always fun to uh, sit down with the cool cat and have a have a cool conversation about the industry. And and Amon is definitely a cool cat. Totally cool. And uh, I want to see how many uh, shrimp cocktails at St. Elmo's he can down because if you've had those, you know they're pretty spicy. Horseradish extraordinaire. The automation apocalypse is real. Yeah, but you know what they won't do? They won't be making St. Elmo's shrimp cocktail, but they will be making coffee <laughs> <laughs> so we're in austin and totally freaked out when we saw this in the airport yeah yeah, yeah. so last week we talked about pepsi and they are spending billions to reorg and aggressively automate right and that's get rid get rid of fucking humans right now joel and i go into the austin airport and we see guess what a robot barista so it is this this big machine really cool looking and you have this app on your phone and all you do is go to the app pick what you want pay for it right there and it makes you right makes whatever you ordered right in front of you man whatever you want want. whatever you want now you say really big i'd say it's about the size of a 60s volkswagen van yeah one of those love vans yeah and it had i mean really nice look like a big tablet screen pick your shit uh, yep. had windows to see, you know, you could see you making your coffee. Um, but this is the future. Like I could see this for anything. I think food courts could eventually become these sort of screen touch. Tell me what you want. Here's service. You're good. Bye. And you're good. Well, yeah, I mean, we're already seeing, we're already seeing that from McDonald's to an extent where you're walking up. McDonald's is a nightmare. Uh, right now it is. But when we were in, uh, when we were in France, uh, we were on our way to, to, to Normandy. We had to have a quick bathroom break and we're familiar with the McDonald's. So we just jumped in there mm-hmm. and, uh, and they've obviously had them around forever because every, it was very fluid for them now it takes longer it's not fast food in europe don't don't get me wrong but it seemed fairly fluid you didn't have somebody there that was like a liaison saying oh have you used our our touch screens it was all just happening um and it's been happening there for a while so yeah i think right now it is a mess but it'll be something that is uh fairly fluid for everybody who's probably not a boomer it feels like coffee is specific enough yeah that automating that is pretty easy yeah automating like chicken nuggets versus big mac versus (laughs) you know like there's so many menu items i will say that i do like the 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 mobile app for mcdonald's where you order on your order on your phone Mm -hmm. and then you pull up into a designated numbered spot yeah at the at the uh, restaurant and then you check in and then five minutes later your food comes out and you're you go on your way like i do think that works yeah but being in an airport dealing with a screen of 
so many items like was a total nightmare. It, that works for Walmart too. Like I had said before, you know, that's how we grocery shop. We grocery shop on the couch. Yeah. We fill our cart up and then we go to Walmart. We open up the trunk. They load it into the trunk. It's all you just sign and boom, you're gone. Right. So mm-hmm. um, this is how Walmart is combating Amazon. Uh, and I think this is how some of these these different coffee companies and fast food companies are really battling their their number one cost, which is overhead. All right, what's next? We're putting journalists out of work. OpenAI, baby. OpenAI built a text generator that's so good it's considered too dangerous to release, and and there are a bunch of people that are pissed off about that because OpenAI is a, a, a not prop, not-for-profit that's open-sourced, <laughs> and they're not going to release this. Um, they said it's new natural language model, GPT-2 or something like that. Uh, it was trained to predict the next word in a sample of 40 gigabytes of internal text. Uh, the end result was the system gathering te- or system generating text that adapts to the style and context of the conditioning text, allowing the user to generate uh, realistic and coherent continuations about a topic of their choosing. So this is pretty much AI that you gave a topic to and they would create contextual articles yeah. or even just just even smaller than articles around this, uh, this premise. Uh, and in many ways, it may not be this software, but at least being tested in terms of journalistic writing and reporting. We sort of joked before the show that this wasn't going to put journalists out of work, but I enlightened you and said a lot of journalism is just regurgitation of press releases. Um, and by the way, most press releases could probably probably be automated mm-hmm. aside from like quotes from the CEO and, and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, um, there's no reason that publishers, newspapers, et cetera, couldn't use something like this to just spit out news uh, based on press releases that are submitted to a numerous uh, number of sites that are out there already and just make it slightly original. And by the way, it's also, it's also potentially a great SEO tool to like just spit out original content that's made by an AI and create tons and tons of pages of original content. That doesn't mean people are going to like it or share it or link to it, but it could obviously create a lot of pages yes. that Google Google would have to deal with. Well, when Watson is doing this already on the uh, sports side of the house, uh, and they've done this with tennis, so they will just feed in information about the uh, score and Watson will go out on the web obviously pull in data from the individuals who are playing and they'll they'll create a recap about what happened so they'll, they'll have all the information and then push it out and it was done by Watson was it Watson recently that did a debate with like a, a professional debater I think you're right I think it is uh, it, it has Watson in it but I don't think it's like full Watson but it's called the debater project uh, yeah. and uh, it, it's beaten humans. Uh, but I think it just took it its first uh, loss to a human or uh, from a human. Yay, yay, humans. Way to go. Do humans. Way to go. Uh, I'm going to add the, to the AI conversation here. Uh, I saw a post this week about uh, artwork that was created by AI. Yeah. And I haven't seen artwork more horrific, creepy, <laughs> and scary <laughs> as artwork created by this AI. It was sort of like the fly. Uh-huh. Where Jeff Goldblum, like, he just was off, right? He was human, kind of, sort of, but he was a fly. Ears were falling off, like, stuff was melting. And so, really creepy stuff. So, 
AI has a lot, a long way to go to replace artists uh, for for dominance. So that's a good that's a good news bit of news for uh, for the artists out there. <laughs> so anyway, open open AI. They, they said they're going to revisit this whole allowing this new open source algorithm to possibly be pushed out later. But they did warn governments uh, they should consider expanding or starting initiatives to monitor the uh, societal impact of AI technologies, especially when it comes to face fake news, because mm-hmm. you can you can actually have an algorithm like this and spit out a ton of fake shit easy. I mean, just just automatically give it subjects and uh, make it tainted toward the the fake side of things, uh, deniers or whatever the fuck it is, and yep. boom, let it go. And then the machine just does it. And then, you know, obviously you can plug that into some type of, uh, of uh, sharing uh, software, and then it's just it's just pumping that shit out. The potential for evil and making that much more efficient uh, goes up exponentially when AI is brought into the mix. Sons of bitches. Let's hear from Sovereign a bit of AI that is good. I love the good AI. For humanity and recruiting. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, benefits for contract workers. Mm, that sounds fun. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V. REN.com. So topic with the whole gig economy is what are these people going to do for benefits? Yeah. And it's a very real issue because I know a lot of people who are stuck at their job because benefits. Yeah. They can't leave because I've got kids and I got healthcare and I can't, you know, like, and, and I've been there and you have too, I think, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a family of four, you're talking about 500 a month uh, for healthcare. And that's not really great healthcare. As it is, it's just making sure that if you get really hurt, you're not really bankrupt. Yeah, that's what you want to safeguard against, right? You you don't want to you don't want to have to get sick and then go bankrupt. I mean, that's 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 the imagine thing. imagine universal healthcare in this country. What would happen yeah. to the workplace? Like, how many people would leave? I mean, we talk a lot about the gig economy is overrated and it's not, but you know, yeah. I if if if. If corporate America lost five to ten percent of its workforce because those people will now have health care, that's going to be a big hit on corporate America. Yeah, well, I think corporate America needs to think differently about work anyway. I mean, and, and if that did happen, they would evolve. The thing that got me was about this was Thumbtack uh, getting out in front of all the other platforms because how how many other platforms are out there now that are gig type platforms? Mm-hmm. And if if I'm a gig worker. And I fit within the the thumbtack realm of, of types of jobs. Then you know that's gonna. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go there first, and I'm probably going to to, to work that platform much harder than any other platform. So I thought that was smart for them uh, to be able to focus on. Okay, how do we not only get people to register, but also retain them and get more activity out of them? So they're sort of uh, tiptoeing into this. Uh, they're partnering with somebody to do it. Uh, they're only offering it currently for, I believe, house cleaners in New York and California. 
Mm-hmm. So, which excludes a lot of people on Thumbtack. Like, I don't know if if you've yeah. used Thumbtack or know about mm-hmm. it, but it's it's all kinds of handy handy people, do it yourselfers, you know, repairmen and women. Uh, obviously, uh, cleaning houses and whatnot is part of that. But what I thought was interesting about the model partially was that when you hire a contract worker, you have the uh, you have the ability to voluntarily give them. A tip basically that will go towards their healthcare. Yeah. So to rethink about when I hire someone to fix my deck or, uh, you know, plumbing or whatever, if hiring them on a contract basis says, hey, do you want to add, you know, five bucks for their healthcare? Do you want to add 10 bucks for their healthcare? Like that's something that I would probably do. Oh, yeah. So to put it in the hands of the consumer is is pretty cool. And I, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, we've been using Uber and Lyft a lot lately. And uh, <clears throat> that that little tip functionality that Lyft had first, I mean, yeah, of course, I'm going to give my driver a tip, right? But if you do something like this, would you, you know, tip for, you know, healthcare? Fuck yeah. I think this is kind of like the evolution, hopefully, that we'll see more platforms start to kind of play with this and adopt it mm-hmm. uh, because it just makes sense because that is, you're 100% correct. That is like the void of why some people don't get into gig work because of that benefits piece. And uh, if it allows more flexibility, um, even better work conditions, and why why not? Yeah, I agree. And, and in this case, Thumbtack will match if you donate. So it, it, it incentivizes donation because you know that, okay, I'm going to be able to double this right. because of, of, of Thumbtack. And obviously, there's a limit to that. But um, I think both the platform and the consumer teaming up to provide healthcare or, or you know, provide some healthcare component to the, the contract worker is great. I think you could throw in even, you know, hey, donations made to your contractor's healthcare are, are tax deductible. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And then that incentivizes you to give more because you're deducting it from your taxes. Like, I think that's a really cool system that that I hope takes hold. I'd like to see that. Do you think you could get more gig workers if they had an opportunity to have benefits? Well, fuck yeah, you could. Sure. You put in a, put in a health savings account. Um, I mean, you could you could potentially have so many contractors that I mean, Thumbtack could, I think, negotiate cheaper, cheaper rates because all their contractors on a central healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that gets difficult when you look at different states and who's in certain states and whatnot, but yeah, it could potentially be done, I guess. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So, Moving on to money, money, money. People got money. People got big money. Let's start with the the least amount of money okay. and work our way up to the crazy money. Threads. Uh, Was it threads? threads? Okay. A slap. Well, they're they're not the least. Sapling oh, okay. is the least. Oh, little bitty list. sapling. Yeah, sapling. Uh, onboarding company. Um, we don't talk a lot about onboarding, but it is important. Uh, Inboarder is one that's that's doing some cool things out of Australia that I think was recognized uh, recently and or got money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, onboarding is a big thing. Um, uh, creating efficiencies and technology and automation around in, uh, onboarding are cool. I guess Sapling is tackling some of those challenges. So congrats to them. We'll be watching. Mm. Uh, Threads is next on our list with 10.5 million. Yeah. A cooler platform, I would say. Uh, Sapling, yes. I mean, the onboarding thing is a must and you have to have a good onboarding process and hopefully you have a great onboarding tool. But Threads is more of kind of like the cool a platform designed to work to be more inclusive by empowering teams to discuss and make decisions at scale. What the fuck does that mean? It's a messaging platform. It's a Slack impersonator. Yeah. It's a Slack competitor. 
<laughs> for the work. For the, we're gonna, for the work. We're going to see these things come out of the fucking woodwork, dude. Yes, yes. Once, we will. Once Slack goes IPO, man, you're going to see all kinds of competition around that. Yeah. Well, I, well, think about it. Just for I mean, these all of these will hit land it next, right? But they all are great acquisition targets if they can execute on their plan from a technology standpoint and revenue generation standpoint. And what better startup to get money for than one that can be acquired? Crazy. <laughs> it uh, makes sense. Yeah, we, we've got Landit, uh, $13 million for the warm and fuzzy soft skills of executive coaching, career advancement, blah, blah, uh, blah. furthering education, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, yeah, yeah. always boring, but always people will pay for that shit. Ooh. Sapling by far is the worst name <laughs> of, of the three. Threads is kind of cool, I guess. I don't really think of like corporate messaging or enterprise messaging system when I think of threads. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's go with that. Sapling's and, one word though. So I mean that's kind of easy, right? I don't like the kind of connotation of ooh, sapling, but it, it is it is easy, right? So I don't know. Land it. Land it sounds like um a space space startup. <laughs> Land it on the moon. Uh okay, so the big daddy. Yes. One hundred million dollar investment. Million. Yes. Job case. Dude. Uh, we ha- I don't think we've had a hundred million dollar investment since um, uh, Scout got it uh, last year. It was actually one of the bigger news stories. Yeah, uh, but they're never anywhere. Scout is never at a show. Scout never calls mm. us. Scout never is out there. <laughs> um, job case is more so out there. Um, mm-hmm. They're you know a little bit more about them than I do, but they're basically a blue collar uh, job platform marketplace yeah there's a ton of blue collar workers and job case is now going to have a hundred million dollars to try to figure out how to uh employ those folks yeah like over 70 percent of the workforce right is is on the blue collar skill trade side of thing whatever however you want to categorize them yeah i worked with fred uh over a decade ago when he was at um precipio Mm -hmm. uh and i believe this is is really what was spawned off of precipio job case employs a about 200 uh, data analysts, scientists, software engineer, and they're really close to MIT. They're actually an affiliate of MIT's computer science and artificial intelligence laboratory. And I believe, you know, that's probably a nice selling point when you're trying to get $100 million. And by the way, when you look at the, p- the professions that are going to be harder to automate, you know, yeah. plumbing, construction, building shit, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. those kinds of jobs, although some of that is very automatable, um, a lot of those things are going to be really hard to automate. Um, So I think, you know, to take a bet on a blue collar sort of marketplace makes a little more sense uh, than some of the others. Uh, They have some hot competition, obviously, with Snag and some of the others that are out there trying to solve this blue collar uh, hourly contract kind of work. But um, yeah. Be worse spots for sure. A lot of these folks aren't on LinkedIn. Well, and that's the thing is that the, I think what they're trying to do, and I think this is this is a hard objective to achieve, is uh, is become the the LinkedIn for bl- for blue collar skills based workers. Um, just trying to reach out to them and draw them into 
a platform. Not that they don't have a mobile phone or what have you. It's just, do they generally, from a lifestyle standpoint, use uh, yep. these types of platforms to, to find jobs? Big question. So I think it'd be great to get Fred on the show. So I'm going to reach out to Fred and see if we can get him on and talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. We got a lot of companies that have gotten money, whether acquisition or investment, that um, would be great to get on the show. So yeah, let's get him. Yeah. Let's get him. And I think that we'll we'll be seeing a lot more from Jobcase. Thanks to this yes. this money, we'll probably see them more at conferences and events and advertising. Not quite zip recruiter level, probably uh, exposure, but maybe we'll <laughs> we'll see much more of them uh, in the future. So our show just tipped the scales at an hour. I know you're going to edit that down, which is great. I think this is oh, a yeah. great segue to our last story, which is the greatest invention uh, since maybe plumbing. We just talked about that. Maybe <laughs> maybe the printing press, maybe the personal oh, computer, maybe the car. Uh, oh, it's called Gutenberg is rolling over in his it's grave called right the now. The nap desk. <laughs> uh, a lot of us have probably seen the Seinfeld episode where George has a bed built under his desk, uh, yep. complete with like uh, alarm clock shelf, uh, a little magazine rack for reading uh, materials. But a company has finally uh, made this thing commercial. Uh, the nap desk is a regular desk on top, and it's a sweet dream on the bottom, baby. You've got a bed, <laughs> mattress, pillow, your your stuffy that you love to sleep with. Whatever you need, the nap desk will provide. Uh, and frankly, I think it's maybe the greatest invention of all time. <laughs> I can't see, um, and this is just me, uh, I can't see wanting to actually get under my desk where I work and take a nap because I just don't think that I could sleep knowing that I have work to do. I've got to like separate myself from like my my work environment. I don't take a nap in my office. I have a couch in my office. I have a TV in my office, but I don't take a nap in my office. I just, I, I would need to Some get the fuck out. Some of us can't be as mentally strong as me when it comes to the discipline <laughs> that it takes to nap anywhere including <laughs> under your desk or in your office. Hey, it takes mental <laughs> mental strength to shut down and take a break. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll give you that one. That's awesome. We out? We out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.